Have you registered for Accelerate 2018? This year, the Virginia Realtors Annual Convention is being held September 25th through the 27th at the brand new destination hotel, The Main, in Norfolk, Virginia. Accelerate 2018 will feature CNBC analyst and market scoreboard reporter Ron Insana, as well as famed negotiation expert Chris Boss, and panel discussions on topics relevant to your business success. Registration opens May 1st. Visit www.virginiarealtors.org backslash events to register for Virginia Realtors' biggest event of the year. Don't miss this chance to accelerate your business. Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm John Haley. And I'm Kate Orslan. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Kate. Hey, John. How's it going? It's pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I mean, you could use a vacation. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I've already had one this year, but it doesn't mean I couldn't use another one. I haven't had a vacation this year. Well, you should probably get on that. Oh, Summer on. is winding down. It sure is. It is. You know, it seems like yesterday it was spring and now we're heading into fall. <laughs> Days go by. They do. <laughs> like sand through the hourglass. <laughs> All right. We're getting away from our, our daytime soap opera theme songs and back into the topic of the day. Which is procuring cause and arbitration. So last week, Laura and I dedicated our episode to discussing commissions. Very exciting, not at all snoozeworthy stuff. No, no, riveting. And this week, we're going to be discussing procuring cause, which is a phrase often heard in the real estate community, but still sometimes shrouded by mystery. I know, maybe we should have saved this for our Halloween episode. Uh, We got some good cooking for that. But anyway, so let's demystify procuring cause, shall we? Let's go. So what we're discussing today, just to recap, takes place after the transaction. Procuring cause typically arises when there's a dispute over which agent earned a cooperating commission. So we're kind of looking at the buyer's side of a transaction. And now, John, can you tell us why does this come up as an issue on the buyer for buyer's agents only typically? Why, yes, I can, Kate. Usually there's not going to be any confusion over which selling agent is owed commission. So you don't often see multiple agents representing or dealing with sellers. It gets a little more complicated on the buyer's side when the MLS is offering compensation to other agents and buyers have agreements with a specific agent. But what exactly is procuring cause? How do you file for it? Let's take a closer look. So procuring cause is kind of a concept where there's analysis that helps real estate agents determine who will receive the cooperating commission on a house sale when there's a dispute. So it's a determination of which real estate professional started this kind of ongoing chain of events, think like dominoes, right, that led to a completed real estate transaction. And it comes up when usually, again, one buyer was assisted by two different real estate agents during a real estate transaction. Now, agents, you should always have an agreement to represent your buying clients. And, you know, it's required by Virginia regs when you're engaging in behavior that requires a real estate salesperson license. However, we know that the reality is not always as clear cut as we'd like it to be. So what if you did all the legwork with a client and then that client signs a contract with another agent right before putting in an offer? Are you entitled to the commission? So historically, when we looked at who got money in that situation, we looked at the threshold rule. 
So whoever brought the buyer over the threshold of the house, not like carried them over the threshold like newlyweds. Or, or maybe, maybe. Maybe. You know, who knows? You don't know. But typically not that threshold. I mean, that's how my agent carried me into our house. That is full service right there. A little too Only full the service. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have to pay. That's, a, that's, that's worthy of a little extra commission, I would think. <laughs> she um, did a wonderful job. That's, I mean, it's nice to hear heartwarming stories like that. So typically the normal threshold rule the person who brought the buyer over the threshold to the house to earn the commission. That's no longer the case, and it hasn't been for years now. So now you have to show a little bit more work went into it, and it's not a slam-dunk case just because you bring a buyer through the door. Now there's a little more in-depth analysis that has to take place. So the Code of Ethics and Arbitration Manual, or CEAM for those so inclined. Cool kids. Yeah, lays out a comprehensive fact-specific analysis that includes 17 questions for determining procuring clause. And even when you can answer all the questions in your favor, there's really no guarantee you'll be entitled to the commission because the procuring clause comes through an arbitration panel and those are just made up of normal people and regular people can very much disagree over regular things or commission. So there's no guarantee you'll be entitled to the commission, though it certainly could work in your favor. So the questions, the 17 questions that Kate just talked about, look to a couple things. Uh, first, what were the roles and relationships of the parties? When did each one enter the picture? Was there any abandonment or estrangement? Uh, what's the nature of the transaction? Were there listing and buyer brokerage agreements, and were all necessary disclosures made? Was there an offer of cooperative compensation? What was the conduct of the seller, the buyer, and the agents? Was there continuity in the contract? When was the buyer introduced to the property? By whom? And did the buyer know about the property beforehand? It's, you know, as we talked about, it's certainly confusing because there's no black and white answer that leads to an agent having proven that he or she was procuring cause. There's not going to be, oh, you answered this question this way. You're definitely going to win the dispute. Each situation really requires its own individual analysis, and it is so fact-dependent that you really can't predict the outcome of cases involving procuring cause. That's right. So let's say you understand that it's all very fact dependent and each case could you know, change based on the addition or subtraction of a couple of facts. How would an agent go about instigating a procuring cause case? So procuring cause disputes are regulated through the arbitration process for realtors. Uh, usually it will be between brokers at different firms, even though a real estate salesperson is ultimately entitled to the commission. Um, as we know, it's it's going to be between the brokers because all commissions flow through the brokerage firm and not individual agents. And typically, commission disputes between agents or brokers in the same firm will be handled by an internal dispute resolution process. You kind of usually keep it in the family, right. so to say. Um, under the Code of Ethics, a realtor needs to file the request for arbitration at a local association, preferably where the other broker is a member, but... Alternatively, at his or her own local is also an option, though it, it kind of gets in the weeds a little bit talking about um, making sure that the agent at, at a different association has actually essentially subjected him or herself to the jurisdiction of a different local. Um, and most importantly, you need to file this request within one 180 days after the event or closing for the transaction. That deadline is incredibly important um, because you really can't extend it. 
Um, so to file for arbitration, you'll be required to fill out an arbitration form and likely provide a deposit according to the association's policy and procedure manual. For Virginia Realtors, our filing fee is $500 for each party and will be refunded to the um, prevailing party in the arbitration. Um, as a state association, local associations can ask us to handle cases on their behalf, and we're happy to do so. So after the arbitration request is filed, the association will assemble a grievance panel, which is kind of like assembling the Avengers, only for, you know, arbitration. That's incredibly accurate. It is very accurate. There's a, there's a Hulk. It's all kinds of stuff. It's cool. So they'll assemble a panel to determine whether the association has the appropriate jurisdiction, one, and if so, whether the issue is actually one that can be settled through arbitration. They look at the parties to the arbitration, the amount in dispute, the subject matter, and the filing deadline. Like Kate said, it's very important that 180-day filing deadline is crucial to this. And assuming that the case is suitable for arbitration, the association will then assemble an arbitration hearing panel who will ultimately hear the case on its merits and decide how the commission should be allocated. There will be a hearing where both parties can present the relevant information related to the issue. The arbitration hearing panel will then make a determination as to who is owed the commission. And although the process is generally the same in each local association because it is um, kind of outlined in the CEIM, you will want to make sure that you conform to all the policies and procedures at that local association and that they have in place. If you have questions, you should consult with the association's professional standards administrator. For Virginia Realtors, that's me. Um, so. plug. <laughs> Um, so we've definitely received questions about procuring cause on our legal hotline. So let's take it to the legal hotline, John. In honor of the fact that we're talking about commissions here, here's a little legal hotline bling. You always call me on my hotline. Just kidding. Because you cannot call our hotline. You cannot. You have to submit, submit it to the website. <laughs> <laughs> we try to give good information here. We don't always give good information. You have to submit, you can submit a ticket on our hotline. That was actually the first draft I hear. <laughs> Drake was really into uh, arbitration cases. Anyway, our first question today. Our brokerage agreement expired a few days ago. The buyer then went to purchase a house we had shown him without an agent. Are we procuring cause? Excellent question. Thank you. You may be entitled to commission depending on your buyer brokerage agreement. The Virginia Realtors Buyer Brokerage Agreement states, and I'll quote, fee shall also be due to broker if the real property is shown or described to buyer by broker during the term of this agreement and buyer obtains title thereto within blank days after the expiration of this agreement unless buyer has entered into a subsequent buyer brokerage agreement with another real estate brokerage firm, end quote. So what that basically means is there is an option to Depending on what you fill in that blank, if you're within that agreed upon time period, then you may have a clear contractual right to the commission. If you're outside the agreed upon time period, you may have a claim under procuring clause. But again, it's a real fact specific inquiry. So you'd want to consider the factors we outlined earlier to decide whether you wanted to pursue arbitration over the commission. Basically, it depends. It all comes back to it depends. <laughs> A client came to me after looking at a house with her previous agent. She and her first agent had a dispute, and she no longer wants to work with that agent. After she contacted us, we took her around to several houses and then took her back to the first house. So she had seen this house with her first agent and then was seeing it with new agent. 
and then she decided to put in an offer. We have a signed buyer brokerage agreement, but is the other agent procuring cause? So remember, and the one thing you need to know about all of these procuring cause uh, cases is that they're all incredibly fact-specific. So that being said, it's likely that her dispute and the termination of her relationship with the first agent would constitute a break in the chain, and the other agent would not be considered procuring cause. Nevertheless, it may not hurt to offer the other agent a referral fee if you wanted to make sure that you were protected. All right, Kate, last question for the day. If I sue another agent over commission, can I still file for arbitration? So that's a great question. And it's really going to depend on how much time has passed. The deadline for filing a request for arbitration is, remember, 180 days after the event or closing for the transaction or 180 days after the facts constituting the matter complained of could have been known in the exercise of reasonable diligence. And filing a lawsuit is not going to stop the tolling of that deadline. So if you sue and then a year later that lawsuit has been unsuccessful or what's more likely is a judge has said, you realtor have a specific um, resolution for this provided by the Realtor Association, you need to go to arbitration before filing for a lawsuit. Um, you may be out of luck if it's past that 180-day deadline. But if you're still within the 180 days, then you can still file for arbitration. But just remember, and this is so important because it has come up on the hotline, and that once you're outside of that 180-day deadline, then your attempt to file arbitration under the Code of Ethics will be unsuccessful. So all that said, how can you limit your risk in this area? Well, first, we can't stress this enough. Kate and I are going to shout from the mountaintops. Make sure you have a signed brokerage agreement that states how much you will be compensated for your work. Should I have been shouting that with you? Well, no, that was more of a metaphorical shouting, but I mean, yeah, we can work on I'm that. I'm shouting in my mind. In your mind. You're always screaming. So... The signed brokerage agreement that says how much you're going to be compensated is going to be the number one item that's going to protect you. You'll also want to verify with new clients that they've not been working with another agent prior to working with you. And this can be hard to for hard to get out of clients sometimes because they don't understand the regulations. They don't know what's necessarily at stake. And, you know, they might want to be keeping thinking that they just want to keep their options open. So they'll tell you, no, I haven't been. But it's really important to ask different types of questions. Like, have you signed anything with another agent? Or has another agent shown you this house or other houses so that you can kind of ask by asking different questions, getting to the issue, then you might be able to get the real story. And again, not that they are being deliberately deceiving. It's just that they don't necessarily understand what's at stake for you. So they might not realize um, how important it is to fully disclose. Of course, you always want to communicate with your clients and your broker, especially if you're nearing the termination of that brokerage agreement. And if a compensation issue does come up, do not wait to address it. Talk to your broker immediately. If you are the broker, then make sure you seek advice from an attorney and make sure that you file any request for arbitration within that very important 180-day deadline. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. 
Thanks. Bye. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for the personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice. Of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors Copyright 2018. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Goodbye, everybody. everybody.